Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. My name's Heather. I'm your host, and I'm here with... Jay Will. Breezy. What? Oh, what? Huh? <laughs> huh? Who? What? I'm Jay Breezy. Oh, I'm Will. Well, Jay Breezy, it's nice to have you with us today. He's yeah. filling in for Jeremy today. Mm-hmm. Jay Breezy is. Um, oh, let's hope that doesn't last long. Bring Jeremy <laughs> back. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to do the whole podcast like this. Jay Breezy is. is, is I will leave. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not wicker, doing wicker, it. Wicker, wicker. Stop. <laughs> I'm, hey, let me give a quick shout out to uh, Kenny Jeffrey. What a what a guy! I just met he, him. He is a guy, and um, he is a guy. He is a guy. Yes. <laughs> Jeremy, you haven't had the privilege of meeting this guy. Nope. But he's listened to like every episode of our podcast. I didn't know there oh, was a person so, that existed no, like that. That is so not true. I've told you all before about Kenny. It was actually after last summer when well, we visited him. And I told him, like, I told you that you and he would get along well, Jeremy, because he also likes to wear sweater vests. Mm, oh, that's right. And you said he doesn't wear anything under his sweater vests. You did, actually. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I remember this. Yeah, because yeah. he's from Logan. That's, uh, <laughs> I remember that. Well... Totally I, inappropriate, by the way. I knew. Yeah. I, yeah. Kenny's a very classy You told guy. us about Kenny before, but now yeah. I got to actually like meet him in real life. Yeah. And it's you different. saw him in real life? Yeah. yeah, yesterday. Where were you? Yeah, he's wearing a sweater vest with nothing underneath it. I was invited, out, guns but out. that's a whole different conversation. Sorry, what? I wasn't invited. That's he's open to the public. What's that? You weren't invited to the launch event of mine and Jason's book. I was not, but I actually had work, so I was we, actually meeting with people. No, we weren't. You, we yeah. invited you. I had, I had to meet with people. Who, who I'm not going to talk about counseling. Who I oh, mean with okay. a counseling on on the podcast? Yeah, Why would you that. schedule that when that was supposed to be our yeah? We team, planned we planned the book meeting. launch. I, don't know. I mean, we planned the book launch. <laughs> well, he knows why ago. because I. I honestly, that's a great question. Why would you plan a book launch and why would you plan counseling on the day when our prayer team is supposed to meet? When first, you are well, the ones who foremost, schedule. First and foremost, I'm I sorry. What was what did you say? Uh, first and foremost, <laughs> I would have I scheduled it. Yeah. Knowing, um, like I I can knowing that there was a book launch. The so book launch, so I don't have to go to it. So I, I am, I would have gone to the. the we well, missed some menu. really delicious snacks. Oh, I looked like I listen. I'm, I'm, I'm weird with stuff like this. I just don't want to even talk about stuff it. Stuff really. like this, yeah, you're you weird know. with everything. It's true. Yeah. You're just weird <laughs> in general. Going, going, okay. I'm not good. I'm not good in going into like public spaces. It was which a very, I don't know what to expect. Well, it was a very social uh, event. There was not like uh, a yeah, program. Was, it wasn't like you go in and sit down and listen. It, it was giving like me gas. People. Uh, it was lots of small that's talk. What happens when I get nervous? I get I get that bloaty feeling. <laughs> you, well, and then no one would have been talk. around you. It's the worst. That is that been something? Great for you. Is that something like Enneagram fives? That's they don't totally, like small talk. That's totally a five with a wing of an eight and a yeah. and oh, a bless. tail of a seven. Yeah. Mainly with the face of a three. Yeah. That's, That's true. Those are the enneagrams <laughs> that don't like small talk. It's true. I have, I, I have a belly of a four, though. You should question. start telling people that you have an enneagram belly four <laughs> as small talk. <laughs> that would cure your small talk sure. problem. If I just try to insert funny jokes. Only thing jokes that I only find funny. Yeah. And everyone else is like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, as long as you're laughing, it'll make you feel more comfortable. This, that's true. That's what. That's what I care about. Exactly. <laughs> oh my. Well, you know something. Uh, we'll pretend like you all didn't say any of the crap you just said. Okay. Okay. Because I don't uh, care to comment on any of it. Okay. Um, but I met I met someone yesterday too for the first time. Okay. Who? Paul Bokel. Have you all met him before? It's about time you met Paul Bokel. Paul. 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 He's a uh, like this tall. Let me help you. Wear some he's hats. he's like a great value Tony Marita. Oh, 
He kind of oh, is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> he wear. He likes the reds. I know he, that. Okay. No. He's. He reminds me of the fellow off of Arrested Development, the Never Nude. Have you ever the seen? Who? It? No. The never what is nude. that? What are? What it's show the are you never talking nude about? Is a, it's it's a thing that people have when they're scared to get naked, so they never get naked. They're never nude. They take showers with like. Why pants are on. you? Why do you think about Paul in that? Bill Paul looks like the never nude. That was. A, that took a weird turn. <laughs> You've never seen Arrested Development? No. Well, go that's watch it. That's what I was trying to ask you. What show were you talking about? Because you just kept Arrested saying nude, nude, and I, that's all I heard. Nude. <laughs> <laughs> all I heard was ner, ner, it nude. W- <laughs> <laughs> I heard it several it times. It works for websites, so I thought it would, you know, get y'all's attention. Nude, nude, nude. <laughs> so anyways, you met Paul. <laughs> I met Paul Bokel, yeah. He's a nice guy. Fully dressed. I, I, yeah. So yes. far, I think so, yeah. yeah. So I haven't decided far. if I like him or not. <laughs> I've never met him in person before, so I didn't yeah. know if we could be friends or not. And I He's mean, a good guy. things are going good so far. I like Paul a lot. What is the process to become a friend with you? Uh, because, you'll never like, know. Yeah, you'll I, never you've know. like told me that I'm There's not your friend. It's very clear. No, no application. I'm just like, how do you get into this work. exclusive club? But uh, huh? okay. so I'm not, there's not even a consideration for you or for, Jeremy. No. Okay. We're not even work friends. You don't pay me. That's true. <laughs> we don't. We don't pay you. So uh, we do. I, I. Well, one of us gets you drinks. So mm. that should, like, to me, that should be something. Like, I don't get just anyone drinks. I'm like, hey, yeah, a you drink stranger. Yeah, once a week you drive like a half hour away from your home and Baker, you get a twenty ounce soda for it. <laughs> That's a great deal. Sometimes. Baker, you've been recording this podcast for you know. I, we're coming up on two years of me being the host. How many times have I told Jeremy that it's offensive to buy diet you soda get, for but people? But you get that. I've seen you get that drink. No, you get it for me. <laughs> Try. You get it for me, and well, I know. That's why I see you get it. That's why I see you drink it. You like it, though. I drink it because I'm thirsty. Well, and there you go. You're welcome. You know, I, you know what he got me? He got me a regular Dr. Well, Pepper. You, you know, know, because he's taking notice that I've actually lost 12 but, pounds so since you started making fun of me. he's trying to back on you, and he's trying so this to is help me we lose weight with, with each this other in the hot soda. tub the other day. Yeah, we were. It was actually evening. It was late evening. We yeah. were in the hot tub together. It was the middle of the night, and you, actually. It was, and you <laughs> said, hey, Jeremy, can you grab me a Dr. Pepper? Like that. <laughs> I don't know why I was talking like that. He was. And then and I went over there, and I and, and then you there wasn't one. So I remembered that. It was a very memorable <laughs> moment. And so I grabbed you a Dr. That's what I thought you liked. And I, and I thought I saw it. Maybe the reason well, I've seen you with it because I buy mm, it free before. I feel I no like you've been, things. like, talking to my dad on Facebook. You all have <laughs> been playing... You all have been playing Thug Loft together on uh, Facebook, and been. because I was with my dad this weekend, Logan, and he actually asked me if I wanted to diet. It mm. tastes better. Because it's better for you. This was after he found out for the sixtieth time in the year that I'm not, I'm not <laughs> indeed pregnant, and asked me if I wanted to diet soda. Uh. That's Did not, your family ever have a family reunion? God, yeah, once a year. So you August. talked about like on one of the last episodes, last couple. You talked about like funerals for your family. Yeah. it's been a recurring theme lately. But like, we should just crash your family's just come on family down. reunion and pretend like we're your we cousins. Do a podcast they, live from it. They actually that behave would, themselves. At we would get reunions. more listeners than ever. Yeah, if we if we did like a just a recorded, people. If you bring food, though, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, there's a fight over there in the corner over yeah. the shrimp. Like it's that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We don't have shrimp at family reunion. That's a little too classy. <laughs> the imitation crab meat. That no, no? no? not that. No either. seafood no. of any sort. We oh. got the grill going. 
I'm only allowed to bring watermelon to their family reunions because I drive a really long way. Oh, I thought because I don't think like your it, I think that may also be oh. it. They're afraid I might poison them. But <laughs> anyway, so met Paul Bokel last night. It was really nice. Um, what a great weekend of meeting people and worshiping the Lord. Yeah, it was good. I actually had planned to bring you all um, like a little snack from, we had some leftover snacks last night, but everything there had gluten in it, Jeremy. And I took that into consideration. So Someone didn't when they planned it. No, we actually, when you told me you weren't coming, I oh, you switched the menu. All the, stuff? <laughs> all the gluten-free stuff. We were Glued like, it yeah. up. take the gluten-free yeah. stuff back. Can't take it back. Nobody I want to eat it. Stuff like cheese. Yeah. Cheese was there. Well, I can eat cheese. Well, I know that's. I made it. Yeah, we had a lot of cheese, cheese there for you. <laughs> for me, yeah. yeah, he likes cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, God, I don't. I don't know why I came today. Um, me neither. Not you, me specifically. <laughs> Are you not feeling well either? No, I'm tired, man. Yesterday was a long day. I, though I didn't come to uh, the, the launch of your book, but by the way, it's a great book. And I really I want you finished reading it? Not yet. He but I want, it's it's re- no. It, listen, I, I am reading it. He's reading it. I am. Uh, well, at least you got a copy. He didn't even give me a copy. I, I want I want one. I want your husband's book. Well, uh, I'm Amazon, honey. I'm going to. I'm going to buy it. Amazon, honey. Mm-hmm. Rural church voices. Oh, I said it kind of. I, I bought yeah. I bought his. I'll, I'll, I can't wait to buy his. I I bet you bought his. I really did. He did. Mm. I, I saw. I actually saw him. He tried buy to give me on one, and I said no. I want to be. I want to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I'll, and I will buy. I'll buy Jason's too. I'm, you want to really buy this uh, bottle of Mountain Dew Zero off of me? <laughs> well, one of my, one of my favorite podcast <laughs> podcasts was him and your husband talking about churches. Uh, I wasn't on it; I was just listening to it. It was about uh, uh, like churches out in the holler. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? Holler, yeah. holler yeah. churches. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, and and I just thought it was so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah, we've been to a lot of holler churches. Yeah. It's I've never been to a hollering church or a holler church. Oh, I've been both. Yeah. They're usually mm. the same. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure what we were going to talk about next. But anyway. Mark 11. Talking, yeah, we were going to talk about I don't next. either. You're the host. Yep. <coughs> well, I usually come with a plan and you all usually hijack it. So, we're not um, hijacking. So we'll... Um, there were some techni- technical difficulties yesterday. <laughs> were there? Um, I was in Logan County, hmm. and um, actually, I hadn't planned. Well, we missed you at church. The so, lights went out in Milton, which is why it was black on the live stream. I mm-hmm. Well, that's. I wondered that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. If if you happen to watch this week on the live stream, you notice that the Milton live stream was just a black screen. Forgot to play. It was not a. You. It was not a mistake. It was actually that dark. Yeah. At our church service. Very, oh, very wow. dark. Yeah. It's an so, attractional thing we've been working on. Kind of cool. I hadn't planned to attend church services at all yesterday because my mom's internet is usually trash. And I was able to get on Facebook. I was actually doing finishing my Bible study, the one that I did for uh, Lent. And um, it was like, oh, Jeremy was there, like, on my Facebook. And I was like, oh, I'm going to see how long I can hold this internet connection. I tolerate this. I thought, yeah, I thought she was going to say how long I could listen to Jeremy preach. What, do you know, is that the same t-shirt you had on yesterday? It is. Well, I, I mean. He's actually got He looked so much more them. approachable. I, I mean, bare, it was like, so nice I got home you. last night at like 930. I, that was the first time I'd been home after church. And then, and so like I slept in this. I woke up in this. Oh, it's okay. I'm not judging. 
it's I'm not judging at all. I'm totally judging. Yeah. I, I think I wore this tank top yesterday. I don't remember. Eh, I don't know. No one I would think know. I slept in it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Who cares? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um We're all wearing dirty clothes. <laughs> it's okay. It's Monday. Yeah. Um no, you. I. It was yesterday's sermon was great, Jeremy. Um, Will I couldn't. Um, I couldn't tolerate not seeing you, so I had to turn you off. What? Um, actually, I was. I thought re- it would make it easier to tolerate. <clears throat> you didn't have to see me being too fat for my shirts and stuff. Well, Jeremy, okay. How yeah, I, I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. That's why. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's just distracting. Like all I can, I just hear your voice and like. <laughs> I just like looking at you. I can't win with you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> You said my shirt was distracting at like Easter or some week no, before Easter. No, I said Easter you look nice at Easter. It was the week before Easter. You said I couldn't listen to the sermon because your shirt was distracting. For a while it and was. Now, the first and 15 now minutes it's distracting preached. that you can't see me. Well, you know, it's probably a good thing that you had the lights turned off because it is distracting. <laughs> the people, lights weren't turned people- off. <laughs> <laughs> you look a lot better in the dark, Will. <laughs> people were starting to message me and call me about the clothes you were wearing. So, yeah. um, no. So, yesterday's sermon, I actually went back and tried to. Um, I thought maybe the. Your sermon may have been up on the podcast, like to the listen portion of it. I was hoping it was because I wanted to be able to hear you. Um, it was just Jeremy. It was just Jeremy. But, but I did listen to it again. Um, and while I was stuck in traffic, like this guy was rapping and I was like turning Jeremy up even louder. And Jeremy was like, he got to the point where he's about to be, you know, the holler church, the hollering. Yeah, the angry. Yeah, that's usually how you Angry are. preaching. Yeah. Jeremy's good at that. And that guy was like, look at, and I was like, yeah, this is my pastor, buddy. Not, not the rapper. Yeah. Um, yesterday's sermon. Gosh, Jeremy. Um, like, you, I think you ruined this for me, this passage of scripture. I'm sorry. Um, no. That's what so, I'm good at, actually. No, I, I think it was probably for, uh, with good reason. Um, so the triumphal entry was the passage that you guys preached on yesterday. Um, we're in Mark 11, verses 1 through 11. And um, I guess just actually going verse by verse and really getting the context of what's happening, what's about to happen, looking in the other Gospels, um, Luke uh, chapter 19, you went there a couple of times um, as Jesus was getting ready to come into uh, Jerusalem and stuff. Um, just it really changed how I looked at this passage of scripture. And um, for those of you who are, um, you know, have your Bible history, you know, went to Sunday school and you've had this lesson taught to you over and over again. Like I remember as a child um, that this was truly a passage that was celebrated. I remember getting the little palm leaves um, at Bible school and um, at Sunday school. And, you know, we would all like shout Hosanna and like wave them on the floor and stuff like that. And, um, but I, you know, just here and I will, maybe you preached it a little happier than Jeremy. I'm not sure. Um, no, I don't think I did. That, okay. Everything you're saying sounds right in okay. line with the um, way I preached it. But too. no, um, so this, this, it really changed how I looked at the details of what was going on. Um, and I think I, for the first time in history, I can agree with Jeremy. <laughs> Someone <laughs> be, write this we'll be down. Funny. We'll be funny. Um, such a sad thing. Like the, your points from the sermon yesterday were, were they gave Jesus a cult, they gave Jesus um, their cloaks, and they gave Jesus their praise. Um, and when you truly think about the, the context and what's happening 
and what you know what the purpose of Jesus going into Jerusalem is and his the actual Im- entry of this and everything such a sad passage of scripture it like really such is. sadness to see mm-hmm. them praise and cry out the things that they that they did um and I don't think that I have ever heard or seen it in that context before, like that it's a sad thing. Like, um, so, you know, we've talked before how I'm really into Bible journaling and mm-hmm. that's something that I usually see around Easter is like people Bible journaling the the word Hosanna, like in mm-hmm. a very, you know, rejoicing, jubilant, I think is a word or vibrant is what you said, vibrant um, praise. Um, and it's it's actually a really sad passage of scripture. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's really interesting. Like I I think it's fascinating that you have people who, who not only are work, they they recognize who Jesus is. They um, I know I'm, I'm talking I'm repeating some things I said yesterday, but the idea that he's that they um, they're quoting scripture. They're they're passionate and even giving right. They're giving their cloaks and they're you know laying you know they're laboring. And they they have no clue who 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 he really is. He's not the savior they they want. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's it should to me it should strike fear when to people who think because I'm here I'm okay because yeah. I'm at church I'm fine without looking at the motives of why you're here. And I think to me that's it, if if I could wrap up this passage and it, it was just it's like this uh it's it's disillusionment it's false expectations. And um, I think that's what you have here, a story of false expectations. And um, they, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's really just a tremendously sad passage. Yeah. Now, uh, so do you have anything you want to say? Well, sorry, I didn't. I was just going to add in, like, Luke 19 that you mentioned um, gives us that detail of Jesus weeping over the city of Jerusalem. Yeah. I'd always separated those two events in my mind. The, yeah. There's, yeah. like, this joyful parade of Hosanna coming in. Yeah. And then there was a separate event where Jesus maybe went off by himself and, like, yeah. cried. But Luke seems to indicate they're the same event. So, like, like while Jesus is riding on this donkey and everyone's, like, praising him and shouting, it's like he's he's crying. He's weeping because they're just so hypocritical and, and insincere. You, you, you wonder if, like, they're like, man, these are, like, happy tears. But, like, in his heart, it's like. Yeah, they're like, look at Jesus. He's yeah. so yeah. glad that we're all here with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you uh, you know, if you think about it, that, that's definitely probably what along the lines of what they're thinking because, um, you know, you do kind of get caught up in emotion sometimes whenever you're, you know, when people, when you, you know. People win awards and they're being yeah. praised for it or other things. I, I really the other day we, or a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the on did the Easter um, podcast. I mean, we we talked about it being this is a good example of how often people are like, man, that was such a good service, and it's mm-hmm. like, man, it's so sad um, because it really is. It's it's a height of it, there's so much hypocrisy, there's so much um, shallowness, and uh, people who when when they 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 have this idea of who they want Jesus to be, and when he's not that, they run. And I think that's I think that's typically how it works uh, in in you know modernity or modern the modern church. I think yeah. we see that a lot. I still I still disagree with you on that. So I mean yeah. I I do see what you are saying too, and um, it can be very sad, especially whenever um, you know these people don't know. Um, don't have you know don't have a personal relationship with God, and they don't sure. know Jesus, but. Um, that's a that's a pessimistic view. You can look at it optimistically and say this is what it ought to be. Yeah. Um. Or like think like when when I um some, when we baptize people here, I used to walk through the bottom of the church to come back through, and I used to love. I'd 
pause because I would love like hearing all the voices of everyone singing above me. And there was yeah. something really just beautiful about it. And it was like real silent downstairs. And, um, but the, uh, but so there is that idea of like, man, you hear all these voices and it's thought, man, this is, this is what some, this is like a little hint of what it's going to look like. It's, I think when you, when you dive a little deeper and you see the motives are so, um, again, that even, even, even people that are there and present, they're, they're dark and they're self-serving. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a bit of a rude awakening, and and honestly, should call. It, I mean, it causes me to have self reflection. Like, what is it that I, why is it that I do this? No, that's good. So, um, I, I did want to. That was really the main thing I wanted to talk about um, today. Was um, you you talked about Jesus didn't meet their expectations and their standards. Um, and when most people hear that, they would think, "Oh, that that's not me. Like that would never happen." Um, you and I think that you kind sure. of um, what you the the points that you brought out yesterday were kind of like the expectations of a, of a pastor, of a preacher, of yeah. the actual church, the things they do. Um, I, I think one of the things that I, that really makes me think is, um, I think a lot of times people expect like once they come to know Jesus and they try to, ha- you know, they have a relationship with him, they have that expectation that like everything's going to be rainbows and roses, Mm -hmm. um, that there, there's not going to be suffering. There's not going to be, um, you know, death, just, you know, things are going to, there's not going to be financial issues. Um, and I think sometimes that that's, so I wanted to kind of talk about that and just some other things that we, um, may even ask the church, like some unrealistic expectations that we put on. So I, I I'll start with well you know I'm curious what I would love because it's I could easily point what I think other people have expo, ex false expectations when it comes to the Christian faith of Jesus but it's easier for I it, it's I could be more honest and talk about my own struggles with it because I've had false expectations still do um, if I'm honest yeah so I I'm, think we I'm, all do I'm curious like what, what what especially when in the area of like pastoring what yeah for you any false what expectations? what false expectations I have yeah. Um, or maybe you've had, or yeah, yeah. I think. Um, sure, you've overcome all of this stuff. So yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, no, there's definitely. I mean, you you assume that everyone's gonna um, kind of think the best of you as a Christian. I think, especially where we live, yeah. we're not in a, we're not in a place where Christians are persecuted, and right. so you kind of make an assumption that like, all right, people are gonna assume the best in me, or. Um, assume, especially as a pastor, assume the best about me because of my profession. And it's like, and when you're met with people who don't assume the best and maybe even assume the worst because, because people or other pastors have, have been charlatans or whatever. Um, I think that's like, uh, it's hard as a human being to like swallow that and, and, and deal with that. And it's kind of like, you know, and, and my selfishness like kind of puts me in a place of like. Jesus, why is this? Why is this so difficult? You know, I'm using your name. This it's kind of like when they take the donkey. They're like, Jesus needs it. And they're like, Oh, okay, take it. Yeah. Um, that was easy for the disciples. Like, why is it? Why is it so hard to follow Jesus? Um, but that's the picture the Bible paints: is that it is very difficult to follow Jesus. He says they're going to drag you out of the cities um, when you when you when you proclaim my name. And so, we shouldn't expect to have a perfect reputation. And and I think when when our expectations of of Christ in our own lives are are very practical. Um, that also means they're very temporal. Yeah, that's it's kind of like the crowd. You know, they they wanted a they wanted a political revolutionary. They yeah. did they didn't want um, a spiritual savior. They wanted a very physical savior, and that's not a bad thing to want. But they they were thinking too lowly of Jesus. Jesus came to be 
uh, a savior of of people from their sin, and they're just they're just wanting free from government oppression. Yeah. So when when you it's funny because like when you talked about the so. I, like whether it's individuals fleeing from Jesus when he doesn't meet their expectations, I think of just the the, the pastoral job in general. Like, because to me that can be like, um, I, I can be self righteous in that and be like, oh, how, you know, how dare you? But like, I, mm-hmm. I at the same time I think of like just the pastoral office. Like at times where I, I've been discouraged because I'm like, listen, I'm I'm being obedient <clears throat> and and like I have this expectation of of growth, right? Yeah, right. Um, not not physical stature. I'm I'm confident in my shortness. Yeah, you've but, accepted that. Yeah, but you know, but like you expect the church to grow. You expect more mm-hmm. um, buy-in. You expect more people to, to be right. uh, faithful. And when you don't get that, it's it's like, well, Lord, what, what's going on? I'm not doing it. Yeah, everything right. right? Like, and, and then yeah. like I have to like I I have to always every Sunday remind myself. You know this this is not this is not the expectation. You you. You know, I, I think of people, whether it's Jeremiah or people in, in the Old Testament who um, would look at any ministry and, or, you know, you know, have 10 people at a right. service and be like, dude, like, yeah, good job. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. You have 10 people listening to you. Right. Um, and, and I can see how quickly that there that there's that part in my heart that it's been like, man, maybe, you know, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe this maybe I'm, this isn't. Maybe I, I shouldn't be doing this or whatever it may be, and how quickly that can seep in because of false expectations. Now put that at a grander level um, in someone's life when they're like, man, you know, and I, I'm going to church and I expect this stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I've been there and done this. I, I expect me being there is simply enough. Like, I remember I used to hide my wife's checkbook so she couldn't tithe. Um, I, I didn't want to serve. Like I thought being there was just enough. Like that was my expectation. And when more was called for me to do, I was like, man, this is this is not what I was. When I had when I put my hand up that I wanted to receive Jesus, like I didn't expect all this. You know, <laughs> a lot of demands. Yeah. Well, I heard most of what you said, but I really got hung up on the you hid, hid your wife's yeah. checkbook. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. When we first got married, man, I would I would hide her check. She would be like, hey, we need we need to give. Uh, this week, I'd be like, "Oh, I'll go get the checkbook," and I'd like hide it under underwear or something, and um, like make sure because she ain't gonna look at my underwear drawer. Um, no one wants to go in there. So like, I decided that's where I was gonna hide it, and I did it so we couldn't give because like it was that that was something I had a hard time sacrificing. Like yeah. that was asking too much. I kept saying, "Well, they have enough money. They other people give. They can do stuff." Like mm-hmm. I'm just, why do I need to give to it? They don't need my little money. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like there, there is sometimes I think people. Get this idea of the expectation of following Jesus means I come, I listen to a sermon, not even listen or engage or whatever. I just come sit, listen, and that's the expectation of fault. That's that's what I expect. When it's all it's all physical and temporal too, and that, yeah. and that's the thing. Even like with hiding a checkbook, so you don't have to give. Right. It's it's purely a focus on the physical aspect of it. All right, money's going to yeah. come out of my bank account and go to that church's bank account, but not even paying attention to what that does for your heart and, right. and how it's an act of worship. Right. right. So um, when when our eyes lower to focus on the political situation or our financial situation or whatever, what we become are these shallow worshipers that that yeah may cry out Jesus's name and might cry out. Hosanna, but our eyes are way too low. And when our eyes lift and and see the spiritual realities, then we begin to put our hearts in the right place and still maybe do the same physical things, give our, our cloaks to Jesus, so to speak, but um, but then our eyes are on the right things, which are heavenly things. Yeah. That's good. Man, y'all did a lot better than I thought you would on this. <clears throat> I'm learning a lot. I wish I could take notes, but maybe I'll actually listen to this podcast <laughs> episode. Um, no, we're not done yet. 
Yeah. I know. We'll it's still, it. still time. time to derail. I this. usually, I usually like <laughs> skip ahead to the parts I don't want to hear again. Um, no, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Will you uh, talked about they gave their cloaks, um, and you know, I think, um, I think that we don't often think a lot about um, what a cloak back then, like what the value of a cloak was, like. To me, I don't know how many jackets I have. Like, sometimes I'll have, like, mm-hmm. 20, and then sometimes I don't care enough about jackets to have even one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Jeremy, how many jackets do you have? Oh, well, so, it's funny you ask. I have a jacket in a jacket, so I have one, I'm have one. i one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I have jackets that zip out of one another to become lighter jackets or different type of jackets. So, like, I have one jacket, but it's ve- it's like it's like four jackets in one. It's pretty incredible. He's Green. like a first century he's person. A, he's, he's, a, he's got a cloak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And very I, and important I'm, to him. Julie was like, why are you taking that jacket? I'm like, and, well, like, and this is in case it gets cold, but then I can zip out of it and make it a little bit lighter. Zip like, out of it. I wish so. I would have never asked. Um, how many... <laughs> I've jackets got at least, at least 10. At least 10. Really? 10 mm-hmm. jackets? Goodness gracious. Well, he has like these shackets. I've got my, I've got too. big so ugly. Do you count those? The yeah, shackets? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not in here. It's in the other room. But I've got big ugly, which Did is like my flannel jacket. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty hot outside. Why'd you do that? I'm on the motorcycle. Oh, is it cold on there? It's cold on the motorcycle. When you're going Maybe I need a 75 motorcycle. miles an hour, yeah, it's a little chilly. It's a little fast um, on I the I saw other motorcyclists that didn't have their jackets on. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I sweat a lot, so I, maybe I need a motorcycle so I can, like, blow well, got, so, you like, is it raining? So, so like, the outside of that like. is flannel. So, like, if I'm if I'm in the rain, I need another jacket yeah. that's, that's you know, rain-resistant. Yeah. And yeah. so I've got one of those with a nice hood that I can, like, fish in it. And then I've got, like, oh. a real heavy coat for, like, if I'm going in the snow. And I've got light jackets. I mean, it's just, like, an arsenal of... So I have, I have a lot of hoodies, so I, it, it decreases the amount of jackets you? I need. Do you? <laughs> I only wear I one. I know of one. I know it only wear one. Germany on it. <laughs> Actually, literally, you know, I have like six hoodies that say Germany. You think it's just one? <laughs> I, I like I mass buy you them. The, you rip the same. Yeah, just to clip it. Just yeah, it's a, got the same holes in it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, uh, you know, just getting back to the point, like, I thought that would be, um, I don't know, in my head I thought asking you all how many cloaks or coats you had was going to be a lot better than what that just was. So. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so, you know, we, I think we don't really think or think about the value of what a coat was back then, um, you know. And I think about Joseph, you know, the story of Joseph, how his father made him a coat. And mm-hmm. um, like a lot of times, you know, I think you use this as an illustration, um, how Paul asked mm-hmm. Timothy for his, to bring the cloak mm-hmm. um, because that was something that he needed for physical warmth and also just as like a comfort to him. Um, so you had these people who were like, I think that's a very symbolic thing. Like you just said it while ago, you were talking about, you know, it could, you know, it may be something specific, but like a lot of times as Christians, like we were looking too low and it's all shallow, shallow worship because we're not given the thing yeah. that's most valuable to us. And, you know, maybe, and and maybe were, the cloak wasn't the most valuable thing they had, you know. It was pretty important to them. Um, and but then they were laying in yeah. a nasty road. Yeah. Right? I mean, to be so walking by a donkey who might poop on it or whatever, right. you know. So. Yeah. Just, just to, on this, I think it's hard. I, I agree with you a thousand percent that it's hard to understand. I think, especially in this side, like the industrial period, like how difficult like clothes were to make and how long they're supposed to last. If you go, like uh, I take my kids up to um, what's that place in Huffington, Huntington? It's um, it's like a little eighteen hundreds um, heritage, heritage farm. farms, right? And and they had like the little display of how they used to make clothes. And I remember the the, the lady there. Um, 
Uh, she looks like an Edith, so Edith would say, "Oh, yeah, I know Edith." Yes, yeah. <laughs> so she, but she would, she's a great seamstress. She she was telling us like how like you would only have like three like maybe if you were wealthy three sets of clothes, and so like you, these better last you. You better not get them dirty. So I imagine, I mean, the ancient world as far as like I mean, that's what you're operating with now <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> we're in the same right. shirt as yesterday. I'm going to go hunting or fishing in my jersey. One jacket, like, yeah, yeah. So, but like when you look at like what this how long this would take to make and, and that you of course needed to like, again, you couldn't go to uh, you know, a, a shop and buy this. You'd be most likely you're buying uh, uh, products. And, and she went through all the, like the process of how to make something and how long it took and, and just how much money it would have taken a family. I can't imagine like thinking of that mindset, taking this, okay, you have one jacket or one cool piece of clothing and we're going to lay it in mud for something to be trampled on, and the cleanness is going to be nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it would be it. I, I, I quit. But it would have been like, but this is the king. Right. This is the one time when Nicodemus know? takes down Jesus off the cross. He has blood all over him, mm-hmm. like, and it's like stained on him. Like yeah. this is what I imagine. It's like the like I, this mud, like a story. Yeah, it's dirty because I laid it down for the king. Like right. you're not getting that out. Right. And yeah. so like this is like a permanent thing you're doing. Yeah. Which just makes the story so much sadder. It makes it so much sadder yeah. because just it really like, does because they were state. truly they were they were truly committed, but they were committed to the wrong cause. Which, yeah. which is which is every heretic and every false religion, right? They mm-hmm. they uh, many of them will claim Jesus, but it's a different mission completely. Right. Yeah. Now that's uh, like all the things that you all have talked about. Like I, you know, they this passage of scripture that they're crying out, they're crying out because they want to be safe from the Romans. Like, and they thought that's what Jesus was coming to do. They had like, um, and it would have been great if they would have, you know, continued on in Psalm one eighteen. You know, with <laughs> with the rest of it, uh, maybe they would have truly gotten it then. Yeah. But um, what? Uh, no, I'm just thinking like them singing that song, and and I mentioned, you know, you know. I know we both talked about it, but like Jesus in his mind being like, like it's it's like the person doesn't know the entire song, and he's like singing that last verse in his mind. Bind up the festival sacrifice. Well, I was just thinking, you know, the Lord is God. Like just and he he has made, uh, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Like to me, like I mean. Would would it have made a difference? Like um, you know, obviously I know that this was all you know part of. a prophecy. I mean, but it's it just makes it so much sadder. Um, mm-hmm. It makes it, it so. I mean, I I, I would love. I you know I I don't know if you said this or if I just thought it and I thought you said it. So I'm like so I'm it. blaming you. Yeah. Um, but you had talked about you know um, how Jesus really doesn't go into detail about like it doesn't go into detail about what Jesus said. But you know, so many times you see um, in the things that he does, like the actions of him crying, um, you know, him sighing, um, mm-hmm. like some you see like that emotional, yeah. like the emotion that's going on, like just to it'd be interesting to know Jesus' thoughts on it all. But uh, the, the 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 crazy part is how subtle some of these. Uh, how how easily people miss Jesus. So like I think of working in a Christian school for a long time. I've had people say like I'm putting I'm bringing my kid to a, a Christian school, um, you know, so so they can uh, whether it's to isolate them in a bubble or so some they so I so I can raise them right. They use they use the Christian religion as a uh, m- truly is merely just like a moral like this is good to be raised morally. My, my brother does this, right? He'll like, he'll, he wants a Judeo Christian moral value, but there's no submission to Jesus. And I think you see that in all in the church. I think whether it's the health and wealth gospel, they, all these people will see the value in Jesus, but they miss the gospel completely. And I think, and I, I think it's I, honestly, like, I, I think the, the, um, 
uh, I mean, there there are churches filled with people that are that have uh, believe in a different gospel that are. I mean, I, and not whatever Joel, like whether it's whether it's Joel Olstein or whether it's um, Bethel or whatever it is. Like these are people singing passionate. And it's to a heretical gospel, to a Jesus that does not exist, mm-hmm. and they all have these weird expectations of what it means. And it's and it really, it, it truly, it should be devastating. And hopefully, it causes Christians to not only check themselves but also have a desire for to, to meet these people with the gospel. Now, I think um, I think the older I get, the more, and especially like the more that I my eyes are truly open to the gospel and things um you become much more aware of how that's even like close in our in our hometowns and you know we talked earlier about holler churches and how it's much very evident there too um you know uh, and it just makes it sad because like you know like um i had this thought on the way up you know jesus probably knew some of those people i mean i mean he probably they probably like were cousins family members you know um and those were the very people who like went with went and had him persecuted and so so quickly took up their cloaks um took back their praise you know um it it really it makes it to me when jesus says like hey you you know when people say hey i did this in your name i i you know i followed after you he's a department i never knew you really to me it makes that so much more weighty because this is on the other side of the cross yeah and you have um People who will devote their entire lives, not not just a moment in history. Like this is this is like a speck of something that is just this grander delusion that happens where people are dedicating their lives to something um, that's false. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's to think that this happens. Yeah, this isn't like a hypothetical across the world, or even the big churches that I named that seem distant because we don't know any of them. Like this, this happens with churches. In our in our yeah. localities, yeah, with people that we truly love and know and want better for. Yeah. <coughs> okay. Do you guys have any other thoughts on anything? For Man, I'm happy you asked. So, in, I don't know if y'all been paying no, attention about to foreign this policy. passage of scripture. Oh, well, uh, no. I also no. talk about Afghanistan, but that's okay. We don't have to. No, I don't think we have time for that today. <laughs> <laughs> or, or next week. You already the, for any time. Uh, for any time. Yeah. I've got us pretty booked for a while. I mean, I'll let you know when we can Submit talk about it. my questions yeah. over the app. We'll get yeah, there. I've, yeah. We've done our I'll job this week by making the triumphal entry sad. You're welcome. But I love the name of it, right? Because it's so, like, it's it's ironic. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. There's so much irony in it. and um, But that just makes it even sadder. So mm. thanks, Jeremy. Um, yeah. I'll never look at Making it the same. people sadder one. I'll never yeah. write Hosanna like that again <laughs> with all the little palm leaves in my Bible. Well, so, so let me. I, I tried yesterday to end with a happy note, which is be happy that he he did not meet the false expectations that they had. He, it's much bigger and grander and more oh, beautiful, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we can walk away and be like, oh man, we had we think down low. God, thank you for thinking bigger than we do. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, if you all don't have any other thoughts, next week we're uh, going to be talking about the fig tree. I'm so excited to talk about the fig tree so much. What are you oh, doing? Why are oh, you rubbing yes. his leg? Oh, it's, it's time. Oh, I know why. Oh, God, I hate He's, No, it's it's that time. That's why. It's the, it's the time It's time to end the show. Yeah, you know what that means. Go ahead, Heather. We get a closing. Um, I just have one last thought before we close. Does it deal with the flip-flop or flippity-flop? No, it has to do with your bright pink coffee mug. Yeah. Please don't bring it back next week. It was right. very distracting. Every time you drank from it, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I, I love it. He also kept spilling coffee out the side of it, and then he'd go like... <laughs> so like well, I was going to ask him if he could stop slopping and 
slurping out his little watch. <laughs> it's, it's it leaks bad, but I don't want to get rid of it. And he's licking the cup inappropriately. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was. I'm trying to fill the void with words so I won't have oh, to end oh, the show because you all make it so awkward okay. and uncomfortable. And and uh, we would just like to say thanks for mm-hmm. listening. <laughs> No flippities, no floppities.